team, which was really brilliant, very encouraged. As always, really enjoy being with you. So absolutely excellent. So where are we going? Um, two things I want to say. Well, three things, really. Uh, so the first one is letting go. The second one is having a go. And the third one is a new home. Um, and I think when we look at um, when we look at the Bible, we're, we're seeing the story within the story. And at the moment, we're seeing this sort of grand narrative that's um, sort of unpacking globally um, this virus narrative, this transition narrative, this this you know the stories of economic stories and social stories and massive massive stuff that's happening. Um, and the historians will, will write that up one way. Um, but right at the core of that, um, you know, God is doing something with his church and he is outworking his purposes. So there is a story within the story. And when you read the scriptures, that's what you are, in a sense, uh, you're, you're encountering. You're encountering the story within the story. Um, you know, you can only really read the book of Genesis in the context of the other creation narratives of the time, uh, the, the Mesopotamian and Babylonian creation narratives, because the writer of Genesis is critiquing those narratives. He's using similar kind of stories and analogies, and he's really focusing and he's critiquing those frameworks. You, you can only, I mean, it's interesting to look at the Exodus, you know, in the light of the history of Egypt. And there you've got a, you know, a dictatorship. Uh, an oppressive empire that's built entirely on slave labor uh, and that's just lost all its slaves. <laughs> uh, you know, I think they would have had a fairly severe uh, recession after losing the, the entirety of their workforce. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that our fruit and veg economy is built on slave labor, but we do have a few issues coming up with regard to picking fruit. <laughs> from our fields uh, because we don't have the lower labors so so there's always a story uh, you know within the story and uh, you, you see that you know throughout uh, the old testament and into the new testament but the bible is really focused on you know god is writing a story with his people yes there are all these other things that are going on uh, with shiftings of empires you know the death of the mesopotamian empire the raising of the babylonian empire but the story of that is written through the eyes of Daniel, <laughs> who are God's people in exile under the control of the totalitarian regime. So no matter what is happening around in the culture, in the society, in, you know, no matter what is going on, God is writing a story with his people continually. So it doesn't matter, well, it does matter, but whatever we are experiencing and whatever is going on, in the rewriting of global civilization, Western civilization, you know, the, the economics that are going around. I think they've even been, you know, in the G7 talking about wiping off global debt. You know, there's under, you know, giving away free money. You know, there's this crazy narrative going on there. Um, you know, you're a conservative government, you know, acting like the most left-wing government you could ever, you know, paying everybody's salaries, free work. You know, whatever that narrative, whatever that story that is going on, God is writing another story. And sitting within that is the story that God is writing through us, uh, writing in our lives, writing for Proximity Church. And so 
let's see ourselves. Um, you know, we're not just being tossed to and fro, washed around. You know, Paul's in, in you know, in, in prison. You know, he's subject to the story of the Roman Empire, all the different mm. things that are going on there. But you know, he says, look, you know, we're not we're not like others without hope, without God. We are firmly rooted. Uh, and, you know, we know that God has got his hold upon us. He's got his hand upon our lives and he is outworking his purposes. So that's really important. So the first thing I want to say is that I think those that are able to let go uh, will be find it much easier to lay hold of the story that God is writing in these times. Uh, because one thing is for sure. Um, you know, we're probably not going back the way we have come. You know, even in this relatively short period, um, you know, things have changed. You know, economically, socially, you know, some good things. People have seen different things. I think environmentally, in terms of, yeah, there's been bad things. There's been good things. But, but whichever way you look at it, uh, um, I don't think we're quite going back the way we came. Uh, a lot has changed. Um, and so uh, we're going to have to let go of some things that are perhaps now redundant. Uh, we're going to have to learn to lay hold of some new things um, to, in order to succeed in our lives, in order to, to prevail. Flexibility is going to become really, really important. It's not that everything is gone. Um, some things are staying. But those that can, say, can, that can let go more easily, I think, will come into the new framework. Um, you know, it's a bit like, you know, the, 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 the best, um, you know, the, the best steam train that was ever invented was the last one. <laughs> and then the other type of train coming, the best analog phone that was ever invented was the last one, but it was dead. <laughs> and, and we're coming into a realm now where th there's new things. You know, this is, this is the first iteration, if you like, of expressions of church live on zoom and it's always much worse and clunky than the one that went before but it's part of the future it's not the exclusive future but it's part of it and and you you look at it in the old testament you'd imagine how um you know israel felt they they came came out of in a sense out of egypt uh and, and there they were they didn't know where they were going how they were going to get there um everything was uncertain uh, all they had was the, the cloud by day and the fire by night. And um, yeah, that must have done something in them, mustn't it? It must have, you know, the uncertainty, the unknown, um, the fear. Yet at the same time, they learnt um, that actually, you know, God was there. God was leading them. God was going to guide them. You know, God fed them daily with the manna, Joshua 5. You see that story of the manna. You know, it just lasted for the day. It didn't last till the next day. Um, but then the first day they ate the fruit of the land, the manna finished. So, it's, <laughs> so don't get used to eating that batter because that's going to change as well. And so what happened was in that period, uh, God was preparing Israel for the future. And I think there's much about this interim period of lockdown and semi-lockdown and social distancing, which, you know, who knows how it's long, long it's going to go for? You know, three months, six months, 18 months. You know, we, we don't know. But it is this period where you're almost like we've got this cloud 
uh, in, da in the day and fire at night. We're, we're living on sort of daily provision. We're working it out as we go along. We don't really know. We know we're going to do business in the future, but we don't know how. We know we're going to go back to being a teacher in the future, but we don't know quite how. We know we're going to get a new job in the future, but we don't know quite how. This is a time where there's a developmental formation thing that goes on in each of us as individuals and in our communities where God is shaping us for the future when it comes. We are being prepared. So let's enjoy that and let's see that this is a time uh, for you as a whole community as an individuals where you are being strengthened and developed uh but imagine how you know but in this sort of period there is a feeling of you know displacement uh disorientation you know in the prelude to a new future uh, you know you know moses had to flee uh, before the exodus you know when moses was discovered you know having killed the egyptian he had to flee for his life um, you know, into the sort of the wilderness, you know, uh, and, and ends up, you know, meeting, I would imagine Zippera was, you know, fairly, you know, attractive, whatever, but he's there, he's suddenly he's into another family, he's, he's, you know, he's building a family in the wilderness for God, so there's 40 odd years there as a shepherd where, where God is investing in him in that displaced season, and he comes back to deliver his people as a different individual. You know, the story of Jacob as well. You know, he, he, he's off sort of wandering and meets Laban's daughter, Rachel, at the well. Um, you know, goes through a bit of a scenario, ending up with more wives than he intended. Uh, and after a very, very long story, it, he leaves Laban, a very rich man with a whole load of flocks. Uh, you know, even though, in a sense, he, he'd been in unjust labor for I don't know how many years, but God still blessed him in that situation. So I think in this time, it's about letting go of the things that need to be let go of and embracing uh, this period, which may feel slightly disorientated, while God is building our new future as a community and as individuals. And, you know, like Moses, you know, adjusted from the life as a child in Pharaoh's house to being a, uh, you know, shepherd or outdoor, whatever, you know, Jacob had to adjust a, a few things too. I think, you know, w we're all going to be adjusting in, in, in certain ways. But, you know, God is with us. God is favoring us. God will bless us even in the pain and the difficulty that we will and the displacement um because he's preparing us for what he's got in the future he's building us as individuals and building us as a community and god is shaping you as a church in this season so let's be uh, let's know that we're heading to a new land with plenty of fruit um god's writing his story within the broader story that that is there and let's um, be ready to let go what we, of what we need to let go of and embrace whatever is coming. So letting go. Uh, secondly, um, have a go. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, Sally's been having a go at Zoom. So, you know, by the end of this, you will be the virtual expert or certainly co competent, I'm sure. Um, because, you know, as human beings, we only use... A tiny amount of our brain power, you know, if we and, you know, we've been told years old, you know, I don't do that or I'm not very techie. I'm not with it. 
I mean, I had a 90-year-old uh, lady who'd been linked with our church for years, who'd never been online, whatever. Um, you know, I had her on Zoom in about five minutes. I mean, now you'd think that she is like, you know, <laughs> You know, she's suddenly been released because she, you know, for years she couldn't come to church. He was caring for her husband, had dementia, is now dying, but now she can't get the distance. Suddenly the whole world has opened to us. I mean, she's sort of the Mrs. Virtual, you know, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. So it doesn't matter where you're at. If, if, you, uh, if, if we have a go, it, it, you know, we'll be amazed what we are, what, what we can do. Um, as as we as we engage with, with with God and we engage with the challenges and engage with the learning, engage with the positive opportunities uh, of this season, and uh, you know God has gifted you uh, as a community. You've got fathers and mothers. You've got great leaders. You've got some great stuff that's going on. Now is the time to build and and to grow in new ways, and I'm sure that that will happen. And to do that, there's going to be some uh, some adaptivity. And um, when I and but you're a body, you know we're all different. We've all got different contributions. We can we can do whatever it is God is calling us to do. As we all get together in God, we believe in Him. He pours out His gifts. We work together. We cooperate together. We build the economy of God together. When Paul talks in the New Testament, he uses the word household of God. It's like this economy of God that God builds as a community, which enables us to thrive in the context of the world around us. Um, and I liked it at your leaders meeting earlier in the week. You, they were talking about you know, some of the things you were doing online and you're a bit worried at the beginning, would this really be us? And, and then I think it was John or somebody who said, when, I, I, when we did this, I can't remember what it was. It was really good because it really felt like it was us. And, and, I, and I think that is exactly it. You know, you're not going to, in this new future, suddenly become who you are not. But you're going to find new ways of expressing that. So obviously in this new phase, you keep connected with your core identity, who it is God has made you. You keep connected to your core vision, but you, you, you look at what the Lord has been saying to you in the past, in the light of what's happened now, and you ask the questions, okay, what things do we let go of? Uh, and what things, okay, these are the things that we can really go with. And that, that's a, a, an interesting question. And, um, and, and so it's even in the, the kind of, um, the whole thing of having a go is a case of, well, okay, what, what is it we're going to have a go at? And so the question is, what does proximity mean in this season and in the new normal? <laughs> I love the name. You're in a sense, you're in this transition process, aren't you? you you've, you've transitioned to proximity church and it's kind of read reasonably. Re so the question is, well, what does proximity look like in, in the new normal? You know, you've thought about, okay, we need, we want to grow. We want to embrace more broadly. Um, we're, we're thinking of something, a profile in the, in, the, in, the, in the town. How does that work? Shop front. It's not necessarily that that has gone, but what might that look like when God's timing is right in the context of, of the new normal? So we may be in a kind of a holding pattern at the moment, but sooner or later, things will open up. And then we'll begin to see all of the things that God is preparing in us now uh, come to fruition as things 
grow more freely. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's very, very interesting. You know, I mean, in, in the past, I mean, you, 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 you couldn't have come to uh, you know, the Stanford Boiler Room, even if you live three miles around the corner, because you could only come if you walk. But, but now you can come from Germany. I mean, <laughs> ah, who'd have thought it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing how things are changing. And so I think we've got to say, well, look, we're not losing our, we are still proximity, but actually this whole season has opened up a whole new realm of possibilities. And if we can go with it and think differently, um, you know, we could see lots of growth. How do we welcome more people in? How do we grow our community? What does this look like? How do we sow our unique uh, DNA, what God has built into us, in, into this new context? And so you're kind of building a new home. I like it in Jeremiah 29, which I know that you probably, some of you know very, very well. It's that sort of thing in exile. You know, when you're going into exile, what do you do? You know, do you sort of like, well, you know, we're not going to make our home here. We're in a foreign land. We don't want to be here. We don't really like this. So we're just going to disengage from it and, you know, live in, live in sort of temporary houses. But the, but what the prophet says is, look, you know, when, when you're in exile, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. <laughs> this, uh, increase in number there, do not decrease. Okay, that's my word to you uh, in this season. Increase in number, do not decrease. And then it goes on, God will prosper you and God will bless you. And then after a period of 70 years, with the word seven, perfect number, completion, all of that, you will you know come into all that god has got for you so what, what whatever it is as proximity you've been in transition you're asking the question what does proximity mean in this new thing well, whatever it means is wherever you're going um you know build some things make some things work um lay foundations build a bridgehead you know develop a new economy uh, as individuals and as a community, um, you know, give your resources, uh, build your bank account as a community up so you've got resources for the future. Uh, think about how you do your giving, all of that kind of stuff. So you, you're getting ready. And that's what they were doing, weren't they? Well, while they were in exile, they were building their resources, building their wine stocks, laying foundations, growing, not decreasing, getting in number. And, and they did it all the time. They did it all the time. And people looking at them said, we can't do anything about this. You know, the, the, you know, in Egypt, we can't do anything about it. They just keep growing and growing and growing. It was the same here. And the same in the New Testament. The historical narratives are that the New Testament communities, they grew, they multiplied, they had a lot of successful business people in. Things began to operate. They began to flourish. People got, became free. Uh, slaves became free in a sense in the community. All of that began. Uh, to happen and you see that rising um, within within that culture in the first couple of centuries and uh, the people looking at out said that you know what can we do about the new testament church they don't just care for their own poor they care for ours you want to the emperor said you know we, we can't we, there's nothing we can do we can't refute refute them almost because you know this thing's happening so um my encouragement to you is uh to to let go um to have a go 
and to build a new home and uh, in this new context and to increase and not decrease. <laughs> Plan in this season to increase and not decrease. Set your minds to how can we increase? How can we grow? How can we welcome more people? How can we reach out? How can we increase and not decrease uh, in this season? And I think that's that's the that, that's that's the challenge. It's time for you to grow a dynasty. <laughs> Don't shrink back because uh, God is building some excellent stuff. So as you go into your house churches, uh, there's plenty of things you could probably discuss and pray around this. Um, you, know, you could ask yourselves, you know, what, what does it mean to let go and lay hold? Um, personally, corporately, uh, you could ask yourself, you know, what is your gift? What is your contribution to, to building these resources, this new economy as a community? Um, and, uh, you know, this interim phase won't last forever. Then it's rebuild time. And so you can pray into that. God, we want to be ready for when, when the opportunities are there. There might even be opportunities in the next three or four weeks for you in the community. You know, be ready to lay hold of those opportunities because there's going to be massive, not just economic rebuilding in our towns and our cities. And uh, we, we need to be part of that whole situation. So I'm going to pray. and then. Um, it's house church break bread time and i'm sure rob uh, will give you instructions on, on that whole thing so let's let's pray together lord we, we open our hearts to you lord we thank you that you are writing a story in our lives and each of us individually right now we just we want to receive that sense that, that we are writing a story we are the story that you're writing we're not just what on earth are we doing under lockdown that actually there's a story that you're writing and each of us are part of that story and as a church there's a bigger story that's being written in us and so lord we, we thank you for that and i want to pray that people will be able to let go and to feel clean and free in order that they can, even within the disorientation, lay hold of the new thing. So come, Holy Spirit, and just build hope and faith today and excitement. Lift our eyes, Lord, that we can see that you are leading us forward, if we don't, even if we don't know what that is, but that we can build also and flourish. We can increase in this time and not decrease. So I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, letting go, laying hold, it's what's your gift or your contribution? And it's being ready to rebuild. Rob, over to you.